Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It, The Life and Times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, ride shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse. But whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. You know, the reality of it is, Hollywood, despite all its, I ain't gonna say despite, in view of, and, and uh, Captain Steve Sale in the United States Navy used to always correct me, because I'd say in lieu of, and he would fix me and say, you mean to say in view of? So I'm not saying in lieu of, I'm saying Hollywood in view of all of its perversion and corruption and cultness and whatever else, communism that goes on up there, it impacts us. Because you know why? Because we watch freaking TV and we watch movies. That's, that We're entertained. Uh, that's, that's, I guess, one of the biggest downfalls of human beings is, uh, I'm not sure God why, why God made us that way, but uh, we sure like being entertained. I don't know what that's about. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, Hollywood impacts us, and there's a lot of movies in my past, and I think back now in retrospect about movies that have impacted me. And uh, I think they have a greater impact when we're young because we lack the experience to sort through the, the reality. So I'm just going to rattle off of some of them, and, and this story does have relevance of something that happened in Butler, Georgia, uh, back in the, I think it was 1976, uh, now I get that I get that date 1976 from a great American named Ed Gwynn. So he's the one that corrected me on it, and well, not corrected me. He assisted me because hell, I didn't know. But anyway, uh, back to Hollywood. So you know, I I look back and I think, man, you know, what all movies have impacted me? Well, you know, I remember watching a movie back in the 70s called The Gargoyles, and I watched it at my next door neighbor's house, Stephen and Eddie Eddie Allen's house, and the distance was not very far from our house to their house, but there wasn't no daggum lights. I sat over there and watched that movie, and it just scared the dog crap out of me. And when it was over with, I remember opening the door, looking, thought, well, dang, my house is a long way in the dark, and I had to run my happy ass back over yonder and jump through that hedgerow. Let me tell you, I, 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 I set a record, man. I was, in, I was in the garage or the carport and in the house, but it impacted me. Uh, I didn't know what a gargoyle was, and I still don't know, and I don't care, but uh, that movie scared me. And then there was like the movie Jaws. How many of us in the 70s went to see the movie Jaws? And hell, we didn't get in the ocean. Some some of us still, like my wife, my wife is mortified of getting in the ocean on account she saw that movie Jaws. So, yeah, it, it impacted me. And then I remember in the 70s, there was a string of movies that come out, like The Towering Inferno and... Uh, the Poseidon Adventure, when the ship flipped over, and Earthquake. Um, and then there was there was a movie, it was about a damn bear. I don't even know, Grizzly, I think was the name of it. Uh, let me tell you, that, that, that modified the way I went hiking. And uh, when we went hiking years later, I'm talking, you know, 50 years later, if not more, went hiking out in Wyoming and Montana and all that crap. Brother, I carried a 10 millimeter with extra mags. On account I saw that damn movie, Grizzly, that bear slapped the horse's head off in one sweep. And I thought, whoop, that will not be me. I ain't, ain't going to have no part of that. 
there's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies that impact us, uh, and and the scary ones especially. You know, and I, I think I mentioned this earlier. You know, I remember watching the movie uh, The Wizard of Oz for the first time. The first time I ever saw it was sitting on the damn floor at uh, Carolyn and Austin Gwynn's house, back, back to that great American, Ed Gwynn. We watched that movie. I'm telling you right now, them freaking flying monkeys scared the crap out of me. And I don't know why, but I, I don't know what it, I guess monkeys ain't supposed to fly. But uh, whoever whoever wrote that movie, and I probably should know that, and I don't, but it scared me. But here's where I'm going with the story. You know, what do we all think of, if I just say the name, I, all I'm just going to mention the name, Alfred Hitchcock, you know, and, and laying in bed last night, I was thinking about doing this 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 episode, and then the lights was out, and I and I just spoke up to my wife in, in the darkness, and I said, hey, I said, uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> she said, War of the Worlds, and I thought, hmm, I didn't say nothing. I just thought, hmm. So uh, somehow or another, she tied Alfred Hitchcock to uh, War of the Worlds, and I, I think she's got that feller confused with that other feller. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, you know, the I don't know about y'all, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that most folks, when we say Alfred Hitchcock, the first thing that comes to mind is the movie The Birds, and and at least it does for me, and I'm sure there's a lot of other folks feel the same way. But, you know, that movie was was uh, debuted or, or not published, I guess, but anyway, it was... It was released, there's the word, it was released in 1963. Well, hell, I was only a year old. But I forget what year I watched it for the first time. Let me tell you right now. I didn't trust a blackbird, a crow, or a frickin' uh, seagull for a long time. And I don't I don't know why it bothered me so much, but I thought, good Lord, man, that little old town and them birds attacking everybody and you know, I never forget them poor firemen trying to put out a fire and that guy at the gas station and that old gal got in the phone booth and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, that that movie, The Birds, again, this is Alfred Hitchcock movie, but that movie, The Birds, was based on a short story that was written back in 1952, some 11 years earlier. It was written by Daphne DeMaurer or something like that. I, I can't pronounce her last name. Don't, don't you know, work real hard at it. Uh M-A-U-R-E-R-E-R, -E -E Demauer, whatever. Sounds French. But, uh, and it was a story about this little old town in California, and it was Bodega, California is where it took place at. And, and get this now, uh, the Library of Congress, get this, now the Library of Congress in 2016 stated, quote, they deemed it culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant to the U.S. history. I thought, well, ain't that something? How'd he do there? But anyway, so back to the back to the movie, and we all knew how the movie went. That that old gal uh, gets away, and she goes to that little old, you know, uh, seaborne town there, eastern seaborne town, and uh, at least we think it's on the east. I think they filmed it out west. But anyway, long story short, is uh, I guess it's bodegas, northern California, but. And that's neither here or there. Uh, she she goes in there and she you know goes to that pet store and gets a bird and she runs into that dude and that dude's name his name was Rob Taylor. A lot of the older folks know who he is. He was Rob Taylor, the actor, and he's he's sweet on her and all this mess. And uh, 
the gal who played the the uh, the lady, uh, her name uh, Natalie King. Uh, I think they called her Tippy or yeah Tippy 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 Hedron is what I think is what they called her. She was an attractive lady in her day. But did you know this? Did you know that that gal is actually Melanie Griffith's mama? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So uh, anyway, and I think Melanie Griffith played in several movies. She's, I think she's a pretty good actress, uh, you know, for far as actors go. But here's where we're going. In 1976, uh, Butler, Georgia was overrun, overtaken, inundated by a swarm of blackbirds. Now, I don't know the migration habits of blackbirds. I don't know if it's like cicadas or June bugs or freaking Japanese beetles. Do they come, you know, every 14 years or something? I don't know. Maybe somebody can share, you know, into the into their feedback on this thing, how often it takes place. I, I don't know. I didn't do that research. But I just do know this, that in 1976, Jerry Daniels was 14 years old, and I remember this because I was scared. And I mean, blackbirds were everywhere. They were everywhere. And they got, I don't know if y'all can, y'all can, I guess, visualize this, but we're talking little old Butler, Georgia has literally millions of blackbirds everywhere. They're everywhere. Of course, they're, 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 they're loud. They're a new, they're a nuisance because they're crapping on everything. And, and I don't know if they bring disease. I don't know that either. But the fact is, they was crapping on everything. And folks in Butler was fed up with it uh, in short order. So somebody, don't know who, but I know the mayor uh, back then was Johnny Neely, but somebody made the decision, let's kill them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, I remember uh, somebody came to the grocery store. And back then, Daddy, Daddy sold shotgun shells. So daddy sold shotgun shells, and somebody came to the grocery store, and I remember helping load that, that pickup truck, and we loaded every shotgun shell we had. And I guess the Western Auto probably did the same thing. And in 76, I don't know if Bear Automotive was selling stuff, uh, shotgun shells and ammo and guns back then. I don't know. But bottom line is everybody was told, bring a gun, bring a shotgun, and come to the courthouse square. And that's what we did. And I think Kyle Kennan uh, said something about it one day about uh, his daddy getting involved with it and something. I'm sure every, I'm sure a lot of folks participated in it, and I sure as heck did. So uh, I, I went to the courthouse square because that's where everybody else was going, and all you had to do was show up with a shotgun, and buddy, they was just giving out shells free. Now, I guess the city and the county paid for them. I don't know, but they was giving them out free. I'm sure daddy got his money, but so – I, I was I was actually glad because I got to take out some animosity because the damn movie scared me so bad. I thought, hell, I, I, we get to shoot these blackbirds. So I found me a spot under a tree on the courthouse square over there by what used to be the little old police station and where the payphone was. And I was under a tree over there. And I mean, it was loud, man. I don't, I don't, you know, I have no concept or memory of anybody, you know, taking measures to protect the public and safety and all this kind of stuff. So can you imagine in Butler, Georgia, in 1976, on whatever day it was, I, maybe somebody historically uh, savvy and can tell me exactly when it was, because I don't know. But could you imagine being downtown Butler and being an out-of-towner and come through the courthouse square? I, I would think they had blocked it off, but let's say yeah, they didn't, and you drove around, <laughs> you drove into Butler, Georgia, and you thought, 
what the hell is going on? And all these folks running around with shotguns and shooting blackbirds everywhere. And I mean, man, it was like it was, it was like a scene out of some kind of damn movie trying to reenact Gettysburg Address. Smoke. It was unbelievable. It was better than a firework show. But I found me a spot under this tree, and my shoulder was sore because I was so young, but I was shooting a JC. I was shooting a 1962 uh, pump 12-gauge shotgun, a Sears and Roebuck J.C. Higgins that I still have to this day. And I mean, I was wearing it out, buddy. The barrel was so damn hot, you couldn't touch it. And I was letting it go. And I had me, hell, I had me several boxes of shells. I mean, when I say several, we're talking more than two. And I was wearing it out. And, and my shoulder was hurting so bad, I thought, well, hell. So that's where I sat on the ground. Uh, I just sat on the ground under this tree. And the tree was never not occupied by them freaking blackbirds. And I would just set the gun on the ground, put the stock on the ground, loaded it up, and I would just point it up in this tree, and I'd pull the trigger, and I'd rack the pump, pull the trigger, and I'd wrap the pump. And blackbirds were falling everywhere. And I mean, man, we was wearing it out. And I would, I would love to know on account how many was killed that day. But something else I remember. There was people walking around with grocery bags. Now, when we say grocery bags back then, we know it was paper. It wasn't no damn plastic. So they'd walk around with these grocery bags, and there was people picking up blackbirds. And I remember later that day, not, not way on later, it was still up there on the courthouse square, I remember asking Daddy, why are those people picking up those damn blackbirds? And Daddy shook his head. He said, some folks eat them. And I thought, really? He goes, oh, yeah, they'll make blackbird pie. I said, you're, you're teasing. He goes, no. He goes, there's folks that eat them. They make blackbird pie. So I did a little research on this. And yes, you, you in fact, can eat blackbirds. Now, I wouldn't want to eat one. And some folks eat crows, I guess. But here's, what I, here's the only thing I've learned is it tastes gamey. You need, to, you need to marinate and soak them little pieces of meat for quite a long spell. And it takes on an average to get a good, I mean, a good consistent pie. According to the Google, you need about 25 birds to make a good pie. So that's, what, that's all I got out of it. But, you know, and, and I ain't going to say who's picking them up. There was a lot of folks picking up blackbirds. And I can tell you right now, uh, at the Bob Daniels house, we ain't never eaten no blackbird pie. And, uh, hell, when I was little, I didn't like chicken pot pie. But I ate it because Mama made me. Same thing as eating salmon patties. Uh, I didn't like them either, but I ate them because Mama made me. Took a lot of ketchup. That's to say that. So that that's that's the only story. This is going to be a short one. But uh, going back to the whole thing, when I think of Alfred Hitchcock, first thing that comes to mind is them damn birds, and uh, and I can't stand them. I can't stand a crow. I can't stand a seagull. And uh, I wrote a story one time. Uh, I'm going to squirrel because my wife says, you, you, you squirrel when you do your podcast. And I know I do. That's okay. It's, it's in my DNA. That's what I'm doing. Squirrel. But I, I, I wrote a story one time years ago, and it was published in the Butler paper about going, taking my family to the beach in, in Virginia Beach and about them damn seagulls and, uh, and what, what they'll do to a piece of chicken or a French fry. Anyway, I don't like them. I don't like seagulls. I don't like crows. Crows are thugs. Same thing with seagulls. They're 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 freaking scavengers and they're thugs, and they ain't worth a damn by themselves. So they always hang out in gangs. So uh, there's a lot to be said when they say force in numbers, and it really. It, I tell you right now, you want to you want to get my back up, have a bunch of damn crows be jumping on a damn uh, uh, a falcon or a hawk or or a bird of prey like that or osprey. Uh, you know those are those are solitary 
type birds and the freaking crows get after them and they pull the feathers out to take them out of flight. And you know, like that. anyway, I'll shoot them. I'll shoot, I'll shoot them in a New York second and take, and take joy in it. So, all right. That's all I was going to say is, uh, I hope, I hope this has jogged a memory of, uh, some of the listeners and, and some of the folks that ain't never been to Butler, Georgia, just know this that uh, there was there was a time in 1976 when we our little town was overrun with so many damn blackbirds by the millions that somebody the leadership in the county or the city made the decisions to buy shotgun shells, give them away, and just wear them out. And we did. It was a blast. So a blast from the past, and we had a lot of fun. And I hope you learned something about the uh, the Alfred Hitchcock movie and and. Uh, the, the the beautiful blonde woman woman was actually uh, Tippy uh, Hedren and that was uh, Melanie Griffith's mama. So and oh, I, I learned this too. I learned this when I was doing my research. Is that that woman uh, Nadla Kay is her name? But that woman uh, evidently had issues with Alfred Hitchcock. And I'm just going to paraphrase. I'm not quoting her, so don't get don't say Jerry quoted because I didn't. But here's what she, basically I took out of what I read is that he was an asshole. He was difficult to work with. No boy was kind of getting trying to you know sexually uh, innuendos and maybe he did some advances that was un- unwanted and unappreciated. And we'll just leave it at that. I ain't here to bash a man's name. I'm just telling what I read. All right, that's it. Uh, thank you. I want to end by saying thank y'all uh, for the for the few listeners that I have. This is fun. And I enjoy y'all. I got, there's folks, hey, and just to let you know, there's folks that listen to this podcast in Maine, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, uh, Greece, uh, somewhere in Colombia. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Puerto Rico, California, Washington, Texas, uh, I think Montana, uh, Florida, and uh, sadly enough, this is a shocker, and I was sharing this with Bill Lemmings the other day. I said, you won't believe this. The least amount of folks that listen to this podcast are from Butler, Georgia. They're from everywhere else but Butler, Georgia. So anyway, all right, that's it. Going to quote my great American friend, Mike Coker. I love you, Mike Coker. I don't know where you are, brother. I hope you're safe. I know what he's doing. He's smoking good cigars and he's playing golf. That's what Mike Coker, and drinks fine whiskey. That's what Mike Coker does. He smokes good cigars. At least he tells me he does. He drinks good whiskey. He sips good whiskey. And uh, old boy can play some golf now, and he loves it. I think, I think Mike Coker plays golf four out of every seven days in a week. And I tell you what. To be a retired uh, U.S. Navy warrant officer, uh, Iolius, and and that's his that's his uh, his life now. Uh, I tell you what, man, he's living large. That's all I can say. But he's from Elgin, South Carolina. You know, every, every time I see him and we say goodbye, my buddy Mike Coker says, "Bicycle." <laughs>